When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Pack filler. Pack filler. I'm Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson. Pack filler. Welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast, home to every bad or dumb ass who's ever straddled a top two. You can be a part of the show on Facebook. Twitter, or dumb old email at info at packfiller.com. Listen while working, training, or just sitting and sipping a cold one. And now your hosts, Pat Bulger and Mark Hodgson. Hey, pal, you better get your ass in gear, buddy, or this summer you're going to be nothing but Pack Filler. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast in the studio. I am Pat Bulger. I'm Mark Hudson. And this is the Recovering from the Snowpocalypse episode. We actually were on track to do a show, and it was not our laziness no. that kept us from you. Yeah, it was it was the end of the world apparently. Apparently because like they closed the roads down for me to get here. Yeah. All we were missing was Dennis Quaid as a scientist. You ever seen that movie The, oh, day, yeah, after, the, day, the day After Tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, I had to look up the title of it. Oh, really? I should have just waited for you to show up. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, not exactly a top 10 movie, but uh no. I do like the flash cold scene. Yeah, what the exactly. hell is that? It's just like, oh, here comes a cold. <laughs> hey. Oh. And, boy, that's yeah. a bummer. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, and uh, first of all, I'd just like to say hello to all of our friends over in Seattle who are, you know, who are still digging themselves out. I I do find it kind of funny, though, that they were called wimps by the rest of the country. (laughs) Well, I just, I have to say the one clip that cracked me up is I'm watching it on the news, and, you know, I can understand. If you live in a climate that you're not used to it, you don't have the tires, God knows there are a lot of roads over there that are nowhere near close to handling that kind of conditions. In any car. Absolutely not. Oh, exactly. But my favorite clip was watching the news footage where they were putting stud, not studs, uh, chains on a Mini Cooper on the back wheels it's a front wheel drive car naturally yeah and so they're putting in a shop they're putting chains on this car on the on the back wheels well that they're gonna be very sad i'm thinking this might be the beginning of the part of the problem but i just want to say over to all our friends in especially in seattle hey you know glad you guys aren't getting any miles in because it's We're about coming. time. It's about time, damn it. You know, you guys always get a little bit of, oh, it's raining. But, well, I, actually, you don't. You guys don't complain very often because it's always raining. But uh, they, they don't get the – they get at least some miles, some opportunities to get out. A lot more than we do. Yeah. To and get on the road anyway. And it's not fair. Well, yeah. It's not fair. No. Hey, uh, again, huge thanks to the Sufferfest. The Long Scream is out now. I saw that. 30 minutes of time trial efforts. Um, I haven't tried it yet. In fact, I will get into that here in a little bit in our show today. But um, check it out. Go to the homepage. Go to our website. Check it out. Click on that link and get over there and buy yourself a video because they're 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 brutal. They're epic and 
It's getting to be that time. I'm failing. But um, a new one from Dave over there. Thanks a lot. Be sure and rate us on iTunes, boys and girls. We like that one. Um, try Chaz. I know I've been bringing you up on the last couple shows. Your coffee's on its way, I promise. It's, it has been sent. It's on its way. So thanks to Try Chaz for rating us. Um, Jamelli Coffee, Pack Filler Blend, pound of that stuff going out to him. Appreciate it. Follow us on Facebook, Pack Filler. Follow us on Twitter, Pack Filler. Um, I don't think there's any more ways that people can follow us without actually following. Well, you could follow the site it, itself. Oh, yeah. You I mean, that's where the site is. Com. Yeah. I mean, that's always an option. You Absolutely. Know, if you yeah. want to go old school, like retro, like that is so yeah. 2009. We are still on Stitcher, even though I don't like to advertise it because I can't tell how many people are listening on Stitcher and it bums me out. Well, no, we like, like to know. We're glad to be on Stitcher. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I like the old school ways. I like iTunes. I like, you like the numbers. Over there at iTunes. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a geek and See, I look over that kind uh, of stuff. I agree. Numbers are great. But, uh, you know, realistically, anybody who's listened to our podcast, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, care how yeah. you do it. Yeah. You that's know? true. So drop us a note. Let us know what's going on. Let us know, you know, how poorly we're doing or if you get tired of us saying fuck or something like that. We just, oh, we even had, that was the one, was that, uh, I forget who said that. That was our that one was review. That was Trey Chaz. Yeah, yeah Trey yeah, Chaz, who yeah. said they try to they try to actually get an explicit rating. And I, to a certain extent, he's right. I just put it up there because I know it's going to drop at any time. Well, the second we don't put that explicit rating, Is when then it. we drop the F-bomb. Yeah. And it depends on how many beers we've had. <laughs> so if it's, a, if it's a night like tonight, really no beers in play, you're not going to hear a lot of F-bombs. Not many. You know, if, it, if we're getting towards the end of the six-pack... Might that get a little, might get a little ripe, a little randy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and this is uh, we. You, you're so nice to come up with a lot of these topic ideas. And the other day, you mentioned tra- the training concepts, and you know, we always talk about it and 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 how things are going. And I, I kind of wanted to just flat out call this the training episode. Um, talking about the highs, the lows, overtraining, undertraining, uh, motivation, and f- how are you doing with it all? I mean, you were every time I've talked to you, you're you're like a fish. You've been swimming I, so much. I was, and um, lately, I'd say for about the last month, um, what I've gone is a program to actually increase body mass while decreasing fitness, <laughs> and uh, so far, I'm spot on. <laughs> Um, okay. I mean, I am I am on target. If that is my goal, um, so far it's I, I'm doing well. Um, I just uh, I just haven't been training, and I don't really have a good excuse right now. I did call Roger Thompson, friend of yeah. the show, and uh, we are going to get together and do a program from now it. until April, and April being my first race, and we'll keep going after that. But yeah. I just I just need a program. I'm floundering right now. It was fun to do the the stuff. Um, I am going to swim Wednesday night with the master swim team. But realistically, yeah, I've uh, I've lost some fitness and I'm a, I feel a little bit off. But by the same token, I'm also expecting a baby any day now. See, and, uh, this is a, this is an excuse. This is a legitimate excuse. Yeah, I, yeah an excuse is a reason for failure though too because I probably could have squeezed in the workouts. I really just have been doing other things. <laughs> So, like, I don't know, putting a crib together. I have been. That's yeah. the crib. Weirdest thing, and I know this is a non sequitur. Um, look it up, folks. Um, but what this is is. <laughs> um, you had me kind of twisting my head like a, a puppy dog. I know this is this is a kind of a tangent. <laughs> but when you put together baby furniture, because that's what's on my mind, so you're going to hear a yeah. lot about this. Like, oh, my gosh. I mean, you have to use the instructions. I mean, there is no... You can't wing it. There is yeah. no, hey, I'm a pretty smart guy. Yeah. I mean, it is... You you, you learn very quickly. And I, I've always used instructions, though. But, I mean, it it's scary because we we're putting together the crib and I couldn't find the instruction booklet. Oh, shit. And I'm like, you know, this is going to take a while. Yeah. But... Uh, and it's just... Yeah, it's 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 too hard. It's harder than it should be, I think. Well, yeah, but I mean... Well, that shit. I could, I could, you know repack my entire bike i could tear apart my derailleur piece by piece probably still have it back together quicker than somebody could assemble one of those damn oh things. easily you yeah. could clean your chain ring take apart the 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 um rear cassette whole drive chain whole yeah. drive chain clean it Train. and put it yeah. back together quicker than i put together a dresser oh god well okay so i'm I personally i'm kind of happy to hear that because one of my big things about it is is i am shit for motivation right now hmm. i have I, I don't know what it is 
Um, I can't, I mean, I started off all right, you know, and I can honestly say I got my ass out there quite a bit, especially during the holidays. Maybe that was you know, because I had a house full of people, but, um, I was able to get out and do some good stuff, just some initial stuff, a lot, you know, some running, some, I did some stairs. We have the Perry stairs down here. And, um, Boy, those are tough. Nasty steps. Yeah. I can't tell you how many there are probably 60 or 70 more or than something four. like that. Yeah. More than four. And, uh, I did, I've done those a couple times. I've been running. I've been doing that kind of stuff. I've been lifting. And I stopped. Yeah, that's. I think I did that too. And that's one of the things we're gonna. I think one of the biggest factors. I looked it up actually, and, and I think the the numbers correlate. One of the biggest factors that's gonna hurt your performance throughout the year is under training. <laughs> no, wait. Where did you find that? I, I, the numbers don't lie, Pat. Actually, Bullshit. All no. the experts will say that undertraining is the is... most likely reason for poor performance. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Undertraining. But I have always read this about getting proper rest. Well, that's the good news, Pat. You and I are well rested. Well rested. But why am I so damn tired all the time? That's my other problem. Just, you know, I could I could as you said, I could pull excuses out of my ass until I don't know, the next show and and probably have plenty. And, you know, the, have you seen that video out now? It's becoming fairly viral among the uh, the cycling community, the shit cyclists say. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's it's a YouTube thing. I think it's kind of cheesy, to be honest. And oh. uh, if, the list, if the creators of that video are contacting me, yeah, I want to contact. I'm happy to have you on. Uh, it's just I think I think one of the things I constantly hear cyclists say, uh, we are excuse machines. All endurance athletes are. Yeah. All endurance athletes. In fact, I used to say that when I was doing, you know, I, I've never really done a ton of triathlon, uh, triathlons in a year. Maybe, you know, like seven or eight or something. Yeah. You know, I mean, never, like, That's, you know, I mean, a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, I was going to, like, you know, one or one every two weeks or something for yeah. a few months when I was training for Ironman. And uh, that was the one thing I always noticed was triathletes and cyclists, too. And I, I don't think it's just triathletes. That parking lot before a race, you would swear it was the most infirm people oh, you've yeah. ever met. I mean, there is a virus going around <laughs> along with these mysterious knee injuries, yeah. shoulder separations. I mean, horrible things. I think it's the nature of the beast. I think some of the injuries happen due to something we'll talk about later, which is overtraining. Yeah. Something we haven't had a problem with. No, it's not yet. Good news. Yeah. Um, but, uh, there's overtraining that can cause many of these injuries. And I think that's true. I don't think that's the case for most people. No, I, I just don't. I, I don't think that's not something that you should strive for either. I mean, overtraining, I mean, you know, I think the idea of this, this program should be work smart, not hard yeah. or work hard and smart, and smart you know, yeah. maybe, maybe both. Yeah. Cause I don't think you can not work hard and, and do well. Well, I think there's a limit, but it, the other thing that cracks me up about is when you'll meet the cyclist who actually brags about how much training he's been doing, he actually will brag that he's been training more than he actually has. Ooh. Those are the ones that always crack me up. You know, you got the guys who are just saying, oh, yeah, I've you know, been putting in 1,000-mile weeks or something like that. And you're going, great, good, wow, that's awesome. Why would you over-brag yourself? Why would you overbuild yourself in a competitive situation like that? If anything, I'd go to the line saying, dude, this is my first time on my bike this year. And then you can only improve from there. Oh, look, a reflector. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, oh, you know, I should get that off. Worst case scenario, you're going to actually surprise somebody. But if you over-tout yourself, you're going to be the guy who gets shelled and everybody goes, God. What a waste of skin. Yeah, that's true. Or I think he took some of my oxygen. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I want to kind of focus things on the two spectrums of training, overtraining and undertraining. Undertraining is, since we're on it first, I mean, I have to admit I'm finding that I, uh, I'm i kind of maybe potentially eating my words a little bit because in a couple of weeks ago we did the show based on coaching. Wait, let's eating words. So what would eating words mean, I'm Mr. Bulger? I'm just, I'm I'm backpedaling. Does it sound like long, but with a W R no. in front of it? No, I I don't know. I, I don't. What is it? What What are you trying to get me to say? No, I don't know what that word means. Oh yeah, I was just curious. Okay. Never experienced it. But anyway, we'll go on. You're eating words, whatever that does. Mean. I said a little bit, which a means I'm bit. not convinced, admitting the fact that I was. But I am saying long that, with a W R. Yeah, because I'm not. I'm not 100% still convinced that, that that paying a coach to do to write up a program is going to be the thing that is going to suddenly make me motivated to train. Mm -hmm. I don't. Mm -hmm. 
I think for some it might be, but personally, I don't think it is. Well, I mean, Michael, I have, Michael I have, Phelps has a coach. That's great. He I has understand great that. success. I, I, I completely understand that. And on the conversely, there are many unsuccessful writers that don't have coaches. <laughs> You're being kind of a straightforward asshole tonight, Mark. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but I think that I think that um, I personally, for my goals, for my objectives, for the sport, I have that knowledge to get me there. Perhaps, but the the hard part, I think, I, I I don't disagree. I mean, in fact, I think you have the knowledge to get someone else there too. Like I actually yeah. think you know, for the junior cycling, you have you bring a wealth of knowledge to the table, but. Perhaps maybe um, well, I guess and I don't know if this is a hundred percent true across the board. Love to hear people's thoughts about it. Yeah. But training for a sport is like going through a divorce in a lot of ways. You don't see it from the outside, <laughs> from the inside looking out very clearly. You don't see That's a perfect analogy. you know <laughs> you know <laughs> you, cycling is like a full lifelong divorce. It, it, and you it, just keep throwing money out and nothing comes back. You keep throwing money out and getting this profound yeah. sense of disappointment year <laughs> after year. Um, but, uh, um, but you know, she is a cruel mistress. Yeah. And I do think cycling or endurance sports, if you're the one gauging your success and you're the one also holding yourself accountable and you're the one doing that, we lie to ourselves all the time about tons of stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's a psychological issue. So I'm very curious, you know, I like, I think you could look at somebody doing something on the bike and go, Hey man, you know this, you're doing it wrong. Here's try this, not saying I'm right. Just try it my way and see if you do, do, do it better. Someone could benefit from that, from you doing that. Well, the same thing's true probably of you, especially when, you know, you're, you're lacking motivation. Maybe there's somebody that can find something to motivate you or, you know what I'm finding those things are though. I have found in the past that those are, uh, first of all, uh, yes, that accountability. And I find that accountability in, in teammates usually. Mm-hmm. And this year, God, our team has been just, you know, poof, you know, we, uh, we were doing really well for a while. And then one of us had to get married. Another one's having a baby. The other one. No. Got married, had a baby. Is me. And then Roger is just, he's always on. But uh, he had a baby. He did, too. Yeah, he had a baby. Well, not Apparently, yeah, you're the odd man out. You're the only one on the team who really hasn't had a baby in 2011 and 12. Sorry about that. Well, my wife's not here right now, or I'd ask her about that. But I don't. I don't think she's going to say anything. Just see if she will. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, you've got time. What are they saying, raising Arizona? We got to have ourselves another one. This one's getting too big to cuddle. Yeah, so. yeah. And Jackson is rather large. He is. He yeah. is broke his elbow potentially. By the way, the other day. How? Just to bring up, you know, something completely off target. Basketball of all games. Oh, yeah. Went down hard. We're we're gonna find out on the uh, this this we this happened on Sunday, and the great uh, modern medicine. We will find out if it's broken or not on Wednesday tomorrow. For those of you who are listening to the show after Is he doing Wednesday. an MRI or something like that? Or? No, he had x-rays done at the minor emergency, and uh, they didn't tell us what happened. Huh. And so he's in a sling with a sore elbow hmm. until tomorrow. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, by all means, uh, but so you know, I think I think that accountability is something I need. The team, I need guys who are going. Hey, we're going for a ride on this day, um, and I think that's maybe the juniors program coaching that program is going to help me a lot. I found that the, a great thing is to actually pick events and sign up for them in advance. Yep. Say I am doing blankety blank race in April, and I do. I've already paid my entry fee. I don't want to look like a complete douche ass and. And suck air, so I better do something about it. Sure. So I, th- I think that helps quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the other one? Somebody says a buying new equipment helps. helps helps a little bit, but I find that when I buy new equipment, it motivates me for about a week or or maybe two weeks if it's really good. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> nah. I mean, I think it helps and it's fun, but you know it. It will only take you so far. I did finally break down, and not this is not an intentional sponsor plug. Uh, finally, for the first time in a while, did my first Sufferfest yesterday. Who'd you do? Uh, Revolver. Ooh. Revolver. That's a classic. Yeah, one minute on for 15, quote, unquote, uh, intervals. And, 100% each one, yeah. if I remember correctly. Minute on, minute off, minute on, minute off, minute on, minute With off. With a treat at the end. Yeah, a special reward. A special reward at the end of this. And I, I still can't get through all of them. I have to take a break in the middle. 
Seriously? I have to. I don't know if I'm pushing it too hard at the outset or what, but um, usually around six or seven, I'm like, oh, my God, I need a minute. I cannot feel my legs. Really? Yeah. Maybe I need to go harder. I don't know. I don't know. What's your heart rate at? I don't, I'm not wearing a monitor. I don't know. I should be, but I'm not wearing a monitor on the I'm, stationary bike just because I'm tired of charging my watch. Uh, I'm pushing my heart rate pretty hard, and I, I can make it through it, but God. I don't know. Maybe you're pushing too hard. Well, I think, yeah, I don't know, maybe I am, but 100% is 100%, 100% is 100%. You're supposed 100%. to go all, wow, all the way out, and so I am. And So why do you why why do you feel the need to wuss out? I don't know. It's mm, very interesting. It hurts. Yeah, it does hurt. It, it makes me sad. I, it makes me embarrassed to be alive. The one that I think hurts is uh, Fight Club. Okay, remind me of that one. Fight Club, if I'm not mistaken, has those three-minute intervals in the very beginning, and then you go to like some there's, – there's, I, I think it's time trial pace. Oh. Like four – three four-minute intervals or something like yeah. that, and then you go right into – um, attack after attack. After Those attack. are evil. Yeah, but, th- but that was tough. What I love about them is, is they're the closest thing you're going to get to race simulation on a stationary bike. And I mean, I love them. I mean, they've been a lot of fun. There is, in fact, another group out there, Three Leg Cycling. I have been paying attention to. I'm um, one of. I'm I'm with them on Twitter and mm-hmm. things like that. So, um, you know, uh, Cavendish is one of their spokespersons and things like that. I'm not going to say one over the other. I haven't done the three legs videos. I am a, I'm sold on Dave's videos. I love the the Sufferfest ones. I'd like to try the other ones, but uh, you know I don't know. So one thing at a time. I mean, yeah. you know, there can always be two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and and a lot of our uh, our Brit fans might be able to comment on those because I think that is primarily something that's done over there across the pond a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mark Cavendish. He's a he's a cyclist. He is. He is. Well. In the last 100 meters, he is. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, <laughs> I usually just see him behind people. <laughs> oh, shit. And I will, okay, and I will actually say it. I'm not saying I'm wrong, uh, but I am saying for a lot of people, a great motivational factor is that coach. Yeah. I mean, uh, if, if you have the, if, I don't know. I, I just but think, it's hard I, to even I, I say if you have the funds and you're a cyclist. That's bullshit. Yeah. Um, you know, once again, I, I've used the BS word because cycling has gotten so expensive now that if you really are Couldn't a cyclist and you're our age and competing, yeah, you know, maybe you should take, I mean, one event, like the cost it would take you to do one event poorly without a coach, you could probably yeah. afford a coach for a year, a good coach. How so, much are you paying for your events? We go into this all the well, time. Well, I was saying, like, if you're looking pieces. at, uh, if you're going to do two Ironmans or if you're going to do, you know. Ironmans are 500 bones, right? I think they're more. Like, the New York Ironman's 1,000. Jesus. You know, that's why I'm saying it depends yeah. on your sport. But even, you know, what is, what's whitefish, it's 150 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you're traveling and staying in a hotel. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you're you're going to drop four hundred bucks on a weekend, maybe five, wow. if you bring your wife. Yeah, you know, five or six hundred bucks in a weekend, real easily. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that could be your coach. I'll give you that. Yeah, I will give you that. You um, know, and the I, I I can honestly say the ironic thing is, is I have put for this for this junior program here we're doing here in town. Which, if you know nothing about it, welcome to the show. Uh, my name's Pat. His name's Mark. Um, I, I have. I am at the point now. I am giving away a uh, the program for free. I'm. I'm not only coaching, but I'm designing a training program to these kids for free. Oh, it cool. is a. It is an intro to the sport. It is based on, you know, my my years of of when I was actually quite a bit faster. And so it's probably a little bit more outdated and a little more sl- simplified. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I'm doing a lot of things right now based on. You know, kids that may or may not have a stationary bike in their possession. Yeah, and I'm saying, yeah, an indoor trainer in their possession. So we have to figure out ways to get them active, way to get some fitness base on right now without the ability to ride very much. So we're doing stuff like that. And I'll be honest, um, you know, any listeners want it, I'll I'll send it to you. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't doubt, I doubt they would because I think our listeners are a fairly educated bunch. Both of them. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and now, so, okay, so that's that's undertraining, which okay. I'm still working on. And the rant will speak a little bit more about that. Um, overtraining, you mentioned concepts of overtraining. And is it, I mean, I don't know, in your experience of who you've dealt with, how common is it at this time of year already? 
Well, overtraining, I think, is one of the biggest problems also in endurance sports. And uh, I do. I, when I was te- speaking of undertraining, clearly that was a little tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. But it's true. Um, but overtraining is just as dangerous. And I think we've gotten into this mindset as endurance athletes that more is better. Yeah. And, you know, if I rode 50 miles today, I should ride 60 tomorrow. And the research is pretty clear um, that rest and recovery is as important as the the miles you put in. Yeah. So if you go hard one day and, I mean, essentially you – and you go hard the next day – you not only fail to build, which which that's the the interesting part. If you go hard too many days in a row, and it, it really will depend upon your body. Everybody will say, don't go two days hard in a row. Okay, that's probably true. If you're going to play the percentages, there are a few mutants out there. I would say Andy Palmer. Um, Kid who could go hard every day. Yeah, yeah, could. I mean, somehow it worked for him. He was strong as a mule. Um, yeah. But... Some people may be able to go hard more. It, it really depends on you, and that's why a coach may be beneficial. But the idea is is that if you go co- hard one day, super hard, and you're dead, and you, oh, boy, that was a good workout, and you're barely walking in, and you eat a cinnamon roll because it was on the floor. and, <laughs> and you, you know, that's, that's how you came into the yeah. kitchen. It's just like, oh, <laughs> you know, oh floor cinnamon yeah. rolls. <laughs> so you have that type of workout, which those can be beneficial. But then you try to do that workout again the next day. There's there's the sad part of it. You've wasted that next day, um, for one thing. You have yeah. wasted your training for that next day, and the day it's likely that, it's likely that you've done damage, and that you're going to have to recover from what you've done now, just to get back to where you were. And yeah. that and it it really comes down to a lot of different things. And and honestly, I don't know if I I looked up the chemistry on a couple of different places, and I really don't think I'm an expert enough to uh, really go into it, but there's certain metabolic states that your cells will go into to where they're utilizing oxygen and breaking down energy in the most efficient way. That's, And we all know about aerobic and anaerobic thresholds yeah. and all those things. We've heard about them. I think I kind of understand them. Well, there's other thresholds actually at play with overtraining to where your body will not be able to break down energy if you're overtrained. Now, that gets into the second part, and you risk injury, and that that's something we're all familiar with. Yeah, well, and there's a, yeah, absolutely, you know, you get people, especially this time of year, when you're trying to lay some sort of a fitness base down, getting ready for things like that, and that injury just screws you, or you get sick and you take it and you train through the cold, and it just makes it even worse. The next thing you know, you've blown out four or five weeks mm-hmm. trying to recover from something, and you're screwed. Especially this time of year. I mean, here but, we are. We're knocking on the door of February. And... But by the same token, how frustrating is it when you're on a good roll? You've got, you know, let's say, you know, two good weeks of working out. You know, you're feeling good. You're feeling like you're getting stronger. You're seeing results. You're actually seeing results on the bike. And you get sick. How oh. tempting is it to just go out and try to train through it? Very. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I will admit a lot of times with that, I, you know, when I'm doing it, when I'm focused right and keeping things going i'll still probably i'll take maybe two days off but then i'll probably do something light just easy you know even just spinning or something like that to try and get through it but sometimes i'll swim because that clears my nose that's disgusting but it does you sick son of a oh my god yeah come on over when i'm sick pool's a little greener this week yeah wow um but no there's things there's we're all tempted to do it I don't know, and nor did I really – I didn't hit up, hit up working out while you're sick, but certainly I think that's a component to overtraining yeah. or pushing too hard. Oh, yeah. And and I wonder – and I really think – and I only mention triathletes and uh, cyclists because that's really the, the people I know most, um, swimmers too a little bit. But we're all tempted to do it and to go a little harder than we should when we shouldn't. And and that's kind of the idea of overtraining is that you're going hard every day. Like you wouldn't do a Sufferfest video every day. Oh God, I couldn't. Well, I mean, I'd lose it mentally. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to handle it. I hate. I'll admit, I hate training indoors anyway. Mm-hmm. Hate it. Um, and to and to have to do something like that where I knew I was going to be whimpering every day, I I would I I wouldn't be able to handle it anymore. Maybe that's just my mentality, but I don't think I'd be able to do it every day. Yeah, even I'm, if I had to. But I mean, I think you do damage. 
eventually. Not damage. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're long enough to do too much damage. Maybe that's a lot to do every day. Though. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a lot of that's a lot of hard efforts focused. You could do damage, but I think um, you're definitely not going to get the benefits you think you should get. Oh yeah. Well, I've heard stories of the same kind of concept too of people who do too much in terms of junk, just massive piling on the hours and hours and hours. You know, I remember the old story about somebody here in town who would hop on the trainer at the beginning of Monday Night Football and would not get off it until the game was over. So you're figuring over three hours on an indoor trainer. I mean... That's that's my nuts and my brain would go blank. I've done four. On a trainer. When I was training fireman, I've done four. Indoors, nonstop. I did stop. You um, are batshit crazy. I did. I was at the, at the time. I got off. Well... Here's how my training program was. I started off at two and a half hour rides one oh, day a week. God, I mean, indoors, I on, indoors, and it went up a half hour every week until it got up to four. Oh God! But I, I have done I've done two hour indoor workouts, but I've done a half hour on a bike, half hour on elliptical, half hour on a stair stair machine, and half hour back on the bike. It helps me, my brain can't focus that long on one thing. I I can't do it. I don't blame you. I uh, I watched uh, Braveheart. Holy crap. And then I, w- I did stop after <laughs> three hours of Braveheart, and I switched movies to something else, and, and it, was, it was hell on earth. Oh, But, uh, yeah, I did it. I did it. No way. But that, it, just, that just blows me away. And to know somebody who could do that on a regular basis, I mean, first of all, that's, that's, to do that all the time is just piling on the junk. Well, was it, this it's person not worth it. getting results from it, though? No, not at all. This was the guy who would show up in the you know late February, early March rides, bragging about his fitness, uh, would lose a sprint to a city limit sign. You'd never see him again. He'd be gone for the rest of the season. Then you'd see him next fall or next winter again when he's bragging up his miles again. And you're just going, why are you doing this? You know, and there are those guys. We all know those guys who are really full of talk and always telling you about their training program and are extremely fit looking. But it's just massive crap miles. It's just miles after miles after miles after miles. I mean, if you're planning on doing the race across America, great. Good for you. But if, you're, if you have anything that requires a burst of acceleration, it's a waste of your time. Now, yeah. being somebody who's done Ironman's things like that, where it is a however long time trial effort, is that something that's going to be... I mean, are you doing miles like that at this time of year? No, I don't think I got to the uh, four-hour rides indoors until late February, maybe early March. Wow. And it, I did it once. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I was on the road. I mean... Yeah. And boy, are you motivated to not be on your trainer. I oh, mean, God, you'll yeah. do anything. You, if there's... Well, it's only an inch of ice. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. you'll you'll do anything to get out there. And also, I mean, once again, I had a great coach who said, "Yeah, you can break it up. I mean, you don't have to do four hours in one sitting, but if you got to do four two hours, in the morning, two in the afternoon, is, or something yeah, like that. Four yeah. hours is four hours, though. So I'm more of the guy like, once I'm here, let's just do it. Oh, okay. You know? I have done the two a day kind of thing where I'll work out in the morning and then come home and do something more that evening and things like that. And I, you know, it feels weird that that is still beneficial. But you'd have an hour long run after that ride too. So I mean, oh my god, it was. But the problem is, is were those junk miles? I didn't think so because I actually, I I came out with pretty decent bike fitness for the not great. Like I I think I could have ridden faster, but um, I did hold back a lot on the ride to uh, yeah because of the run because I was worried about the run. Um, but uh, I do think that it gave me good fitness for a duration that long. But it was very frustrating, too, to go to the sprint triathlons because you're always trying to race, yeah. you know, just to get some fitness and to go to the sprint triathlons and really know that and, – and feel like I had a good level of fitness but know that I really didn't have any speed and, yeah. and know that I yeah. didn't have any speed. Not just – I mean, you could really feel it. You know, there's a couple times where it's just like I really just don't have the speed right now. And I would have a fairly high level of fitness. I've noticed that with a lot of triathletes that I'll ride with. Mm-hmm who do not handle the burst of acceleration very well because that's not something you're necessarily training for. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you're not diving into a criterium corner and sprinting out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to bother with that. And so that's something that, that, they'll, that I'll notice that they don't have. However, when it comes to you know just constant, steady power that is at a really uncomfortable level, 
it's yeah, it's you know, it's like right mind cancellara. Yeah. It's it, you know, it's different, but I mean, I do agree with you as far as junk miles or junk training. Um, one of the things, and I think a training tool that I have yet to purchase and I'm, I'm, I may break down and do I it. I know you're going to say it. A speedometer. No, um, actually. A- <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> never I- mind. <laughs> I was like, Shit. I'm thinking about going with clipless pedals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just, I, I really think that I'm going to get away from the clips and straps this year. Bell's got this V1 Pro helmet out. Oh, I'm really different. thinking about. Oh, it's got the, it's got the fabric so you can get yeah. a different color on it. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. It's great. So once I get away from clips and straps, I think <laughs> I would look at a power meter. I knew it. And we've talked about this before. And it's, oh, God, that's a lot of money in my book. It's a lot of money. But you look at accurate training tools, and that's not what we're talking about because we're talking about like something that could aid you in your training. And I do think that watts don't lie. I couldn't agree more. I just, man, oh, Christ, that's yeah. a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that you won't be a great rider without a power meter. Um, yeah. And I don't know that if you have a power meter, you will be a great rider. No. Um, yeah. It's such, God, I'm still putting out crap watch. Yeah. Um, but what I would say is it sure looks like a great tool. And if you have a coach, they're going to be able to see exactly what you're doing it's that every yeah. single time. And you can't hide your effort. Heart rate can lie. Yeah. yeah. You know, we know that heart rate can lie. We know a lot of stuff. So it's just, I think it'd be a great training tool. It's something that can actually prevent overtraining. Yeah. Because yeah. why are you why are you putting those out those watts out today? I mean, yeah. your coach it gives you your coach perfect insight into everything you've done. Which, by the way, gives your coach perfect insight, which means you can't slack. Well, it also gives you as an individual that that insight back. If I go if I go do the same route, the same loop I did four weeks ago, and my watts are down for you know, and and uh, things like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be able to monitor how things have changed. Am why am I not able to generate higher watts at those speeds? You know, I don't know enough about them to be honest. I I am, I know about you know about power and 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 being able to do those sorts of things. But uh, I would love to be able to play with one. It's just holy Christ! I keep coming back to that. Maybe I am just a complete tightwad and blow all my money on studio equipment. But um, it's just it's so costly and i wish there was a a uh, you know a less razzle dazzle affordable alternative that that is a, that would be available out there well we could have mackie speakers for the price of a power meter yeah you know i mean that's something we'd want and so yeah you definitely make your we could have we could have mackie speakers yeah. for the price of a, your power meter exactly we could have two speakers each one of us could have one at our house um, yeah. but, um <laughs> and, and the best part is we live across town and the other person could hear us. Our town would be in stereo. Either. Yeah. Everybody would um, be going, God, they keep playing that. Boy, Enough of the Foo Fighters, Bulger. <laughs> Gosh, do we really have to hear an 80s song again? Yeah. <laughs> um, but play uh, some dubstep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, I'd say, uh, as far as overtraining, it's definitely a concern. Both for – I think one of the things is people have this idea that if they're going to do more, they'll get better results. Yeah. I don't think that's true. I don't think that reputable coaches – some coaches will disagree with me, and I'd love to have them on the show. Um, I don't think that reputable coaches or even successful – the most successful athletes will agree. Now, there are some coaches that will have you do amazing amounts of work with some rest in there. And that's a different philosophy. That's a different show. Absolutely. I don't know if that would garner results for everyone either, but we could certainly look at different training Well, that's programs. like when we talked with Joe Friel about the Time Crunch program that Carmichael puts – he and Joe and, and, and Chris Carmichael put together in terms of – it. they say you cannot do this program for more than 12 weeks. Yeah. You have to take – I think it was four weeks off. In between restarting up that program because it's just too intense. Mm-hmm. Twelve weeks, you were just you were beating yourself to shit, and you will have results from it. But if you don't taper off for four, at least four weeks, you're you're never going to make it. You're going to break down, mm-hmm. and you're going to run into these symptoms. I have the symptoms of overtraining. Oh, you ready, Reggie? Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Number one, you stopped listening to our podcast. No. Uh, okay. This is, I think this is pretty straightforward. I mean, a lot mm. of people, if you don't understand this, you're going to, yeah, you know, you, you're, God either, help you. you're either new to the sport or you can't read your own body. Constant fatigue. Duh. Heart rate changes. How often do you monitor your, your resting heart rate, by the way? When I'm training, um, I try to do it every morning. Do you? Okay. When I'm training. But, you know, uh, yeah, I, I Just try. Just lying in bed, take it, and then stand up, take it again, monitor the difference. But I do I do it with a counting. I don't have a heart rate on. So I do it. No, I I'll stick my yeah. my finger to my throat and count it for 10 seconds looking at my watch. Yeah, that's or something what I do like too. that. And that is sick. Yeah. yeah. Multiply by six. Yeah. Okay. So um, I think that's a great one. Other symptoms including de- decreased muscular strength. Okay. Loss of appetite. Delayed or prolonged recovery. Duh. Changes in resting and exercise heart rates. Yeah. General apathy. I find general apathy with overtraining and not training. I find myself getting grumpy when I'm not training. It's both, isn't it? Because yeah. I do think that we lose the endorphins. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The focus is gone. My my energy level is gone. My sleep patterns get messed up. Absolutely. I'm, I'm right now waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning and I can't go back to sleep. It's making me crazy. No chance of getting on the bike? No, because I'm too lazy. I'd rather lie there in bed where it's nice and warm and get pissed about the fact that my wife is sleeping better than I am. Well, that's an option. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but you know what I'm constantly worried about too? And I'd love to hear listeners from this because I know there are a lot of diehard athletes who get up at, uh, at God's crack of the dawn uh-huh. uh, and, and they're up at those kind of times in their training. I constantly worry about what it's gonna, how it's gonna affect me later on in the day. Am I going to be completely wasted at one o'clock in the afternoon? I've done it, but I mean to do. I've never really done it that consistently. Okay, I've done it quite a few times, and I'm not wasted by the end of the day. But I've never done it like for a full week. Yeah. So I mean, I guess you got a point. You know, freaking four o'clock, get up. If I if I work out late in the evening, I don't sleep. It's just as bad for me. If you don't work out. No, if I do work out. Like, so it's 7 at, at night. Oh, you're, if I work you come out, home too, mu- too hyper. Oh, like when I do my swims until yeah. 10, I know like Wednesday night, I'm probably not going to sleep this week. Not very well. Really? No, I just won't. I stay up. I eat a bowl of carbs and I get a few hours of sleep and then I'm tossing and turning. The rest oh, of the God. So there's, there is no pleasing you. There is no way out. No, my friend. It's one or the other. Holy shit. Yeah. So it's, but I mean, I kind of like that feeling too of like, ah, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you really, I think it's important to monitor sleep. And as working adults, it's, this is the thing that kills me is too, because you know, either you go crack a dawn in the morning or you go in the evenings. Mm-hmm. You have one of the, one or the two. And I, with me, both affect sleep patterns. <laughs> mm-hmm. And sleep's important to me and my job. Oh, me too. It's important for me to, to be sharp when I go to clients. Yeah. You know, a lot of these are oh, pretty much straightforward. You know, lack of a concentration focus, lack of tenacity when the going gets tough. Duh. Bacterial infections. That can be that can be from several things. Yeah. I'm here to tell you. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> job hazard. Uh, <laughs> decreased hemoglobin. You know, elevated cortisol levels and a general state of fatigue. Yeah, okay, yeah. Signs of overtraining. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Um, suggestions. I, I pulled these suggestions out the web, so I, I think They've got to be true. Exactly. They've got to be true. www.fact.com. Oh, because okay. when it says .com, it's true, right? I believe so. That's yeah. the certification of true. Yeah. Common 
sense. Yeah, dot com. Commonly true. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, okay, here are the suggestions for what to do in your overtraining. Stop we can, we can have fun so with these. Much. <laughs> Don't be such a dipshit. <laughs> be patient. This may take a bit longer than you want it to, especially if you are overtrained. For an overtrained athlete, that is the hardest thing in the world. Well, exactly. Because, because you became habitually overtrained. Well, the other part is is they're doing it to get results. I yeah. think that's the part that gets missed by people um, is that they're doing it to get results. So their idea was that if I work super hard and do everything I'm supposed to do, yeah. which is overtraining myself right now, I'm going to get these fab- fabulous results. Yeah. Well, I think that's the issue is that you're you're working so hard and then for you to dial it back, well, how am I going to get my results? How am I going to yeah. get – what I di- and I did all this. I made all these sacrifices, and I hurt myself. And now I'm going to get better by not training and doing what I love. That's like saying, you know, we're just going to make it a partial crack addict. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to we're going to get you to do this stuff recreationally. <laughs> just enjoy it for now. Yeah. But we'll take it away from you every so often. Here you go. There yeah. you go. No, I agree, and I think that's. Uh, I, I never really had an overtraining setup. When I was a junior, I dealt with Epstein-Barr, which was that fatigue-based uh, syndrome, which some people called the yuppie flu. Some people did some other things like that. I know Mike McCarthy didn't think that because he suffered from it. And um, I don't know if that was a result of overtraining. At that time, at that age, I spent my winters working extremely hard mm-hmm. to get to the point in the spring where I was where I was flying. And, um, I think that was the year where I was living at the Olympic training center and I jumped in with my program into their program. And there probably should have been more thought. This is the, the eighties folks. So there was probably some guessing in terms of proper preparation on my part. And I'm not saying the Olympics setup was back then was as scientific as it, as it is now. Well, think about too. One of the things that I think is huge is had to be nu- nutrition back then. I mean, yeah, I we just one, ate. Yeah. I mean, everybody just ate and you drank whatever you wanted. Yeah. Pop was no problem. No, um, yeah. and the funny thing that's I like you watching American flyers. Yeah. Here's a pro cycling team. This is it. They have a shot to win the hell of the West. Yeah. Just showing up to that race. <laughs> that three-day stage race in California, that three-day Colorado. Stage race, yeah. Which, yeah, which those courses are real and are hard. Hell yeah. Morgul Bismarck, yeah. Tour of the Moon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know what the first one was. No, the first one was Morgul Bismarck. The second yeah. one was Tour of the Moon. Was that it? There was was it third, wasn't there a third no, stage? Third, third stage was something. But anyway. It started in Golden. Yeah. Golden. Yeah, the third stage. It started in Golden. I don't know that course. If, Belov had a hard time on it. He though. did. Um, <laughs> hey, and then, you go get him. You Kinko. go get him. <laughs> and cannibal. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, but where where do they stop about a day out from the race? That's right, McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah. yeah, they order quarter pounders and fries, and they're eating their in their fries. And yeah. you know what? That could have been true. Back I then. ate boatloads of that stuff. Yeah, could have been true. Yeah. You just went and ate. And uh, the only know, energy, uh, the only supplement you ever took was Exceed. Yeah, which was delicious. Oh, yeah. I still do like that stuff. I, do I too. like the lemon, lime, and the orange. Yeah. Um, you but, s- still have it? Yeah, I might have a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> stuff is worth a fortune in <laughs> Colombia. Uh, you know, I might talk yeah. after the show. I'll set yeah, you up. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, but the funny thing is, and I guess my point to that that, that whole the non sequitur, yeah. um, is uh, hmm? uh, once you started going downhill, say with an Epstein Bar type yeah. situation, your nutrition would not have been anywhere near enough to pull you out. No, You'd and I fought harder and harder and harder, and it just became, you know, yeah. And I think once the brain gets in there and you start getting that depression into it, it just gets worse. Mm-hmm. It just, you, sure. you spiral. Yeah. And that's what, that's nasty. So mm-hmm. that was one. Um, be patient, right? Rest, rest, and more rest. Act re- active recovery rides in zone one is okay. <sighs> Tell again, a cyclist that. Yeah, again, tell somebody who's, you know, I am a cyclist. Mm-hmm. No, I am a cyclist. <laughs> I like to hurt myself 
What is that video? Yeah. yeah. I just oh, love man. that one. Yeah. I like to suffer. Are yeah. you fucking crazy? <laughs> you know. And uh, I mean, yeah. If you haven't seen it, just look it up on the web. It's yeah. Are you a? I am a cyclist. Yeah. Or it's one. Of those... I think it's better than shit cyclists say personally. Oh, it's hysterical. Yeah. Uh, number three, keep a training diary of your, of your recovery progress, including the monitoring your sleep, fatigue level, stress, resting heart rate, etc. I need to stay way more on top of that. Here, I'm forcing people to do it, uh, juniors to do it, and I don't do it enough myself. Um. That's that's how you and that's how you can monitor if if overtraining is going to happen in the first place. You can see those those things start to decline mm-hmm. and go from there. Uh, consider conducting a simple field test every few weeks in order to assess your recovery progress. Hmm. Okay, I've actually had a coach do that um, just to see where you were at yeah. and do a time trial, a run, a one mile run, and then also a, some time trials in the pool. And just okay. to see where you were at, see where you're you're making your progress or where you're falling behind. And uh, I hated it. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with that. But it I've, works. I've always done based a lot of my tra- training upon uh, cycles, like six week, eight week cycles, probably six week cycles, and try to build. And then you take a recovery week, and then build and take a recovery week. Um, I got to incorporate more fitness tests. So in there, I think that'd be a good idea. Here, I, I got to get more fitness, but um, that I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, here's something I fail miserably at schedule an appointment with your physician or a follow-up appointment with your physician in another month or so. Um, I don't go see my doctor very often at all. I will admit it. I go when something's wrong. That's when I go. And I can't tell you the last time I've been to my doctor. I had two physicals this year. Did you? Yeah. I had to get life insurance. Actually, I went, uh, you know. <laughs> I didn't even listen for a second there. Oh yeah, I had to get life insurance. Um, so I no, I, I probably should. I think I think there's that well checkup. There's that, especially when you get to be guys who are reaching our age, where you got to start kind of start monitoring things and keeping an eye on things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Moon River. You got you know land there, Doc. <laughs> You got to keep an eye on that kind of shit. Oh, bad pun. Um, but, uh, you know, and I, I yeah, so I don't go enough. I really don't go. I don't know. I mean, your family history is pretty good. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. your, your dad and mom and everybody's still around. And, yeah. You know. My father's recovering prostate cancer, but other than that, no big deal. Well, how old's your father? Dad, if you're listening. Uh, 67, 68. Oh, so, you know, just hopefully by then they'll have that fixed. (laughs) (laughs) So come on, medicine, get your act together. (laughs) And clearly you've got time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No hurry. (laughs) Um, Let's uh, number next one. Consider making an assessment of this year's training program to to determine what you might do differently next year and to record what you've learned. That doesn't do anything for you for this year, though. See, Pat, I think this goes back to the beginning of our conversation, and you have nailed it on the head. I mean, you actually have. I'm I'm agreeing with you. The hard part for someone who's overtrained is going to be, what am I doing wrong? And without somebody else looking at what they're doing, having them buy into the – they have to drink the Kool-Aid, too. Like, they have to actually go – um, I probably dated myself with that reference. But, no, uh, yeah, um, I don't think you did. Um, It'll you, happen soon. You actually, you actually have to believe what your coach is. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We've, well, March, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. If uh, if you're gonna have a week off, probably probably pick March. Yeah. Um, just <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm telling you, just stay away from John Cusack. Yeah. The end of the world follows him. Watch yeah. the movie everywhere. Yeah. Um, but uh, the uh, what was I saying though? You've got a person who has put themselves in a position to overtrain. Yeah. Now, unless their coach... Dedication is not a problem. If their coach has overtrained them, that's an issue, too. That's a different show. Yeah. But if they don't have a coach and they're overtraining themselves, they're experiencing these system, these these um, symptoms, Yeah. then you're saying, well, go ahead and fix yourself. And yet they lacked the insight in the beginning not to be in that position. Not saying that they're weak people or bad people. Or if this happens to you, it's your fault. I'm saying you sought results through hard work, and now you're going to say, well, I'm going to work a little less hard, but I'm still going to work hard. I think you need to really reassess your plan and have someone who can go, well, 
no, a four-hour ride in the recovery zone is not a recovery ride. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that's you know, you can't say, well, I took the day off, I just swam. Um, yeah. You know, the, and I think you, know. you said it best. Um, as saying you're not going to overtrain or you're not overtraining is like saying to a crack addict, yeah. no, I can handle. Uh, and a crack addict saying, no, I can handle a little bit more. I'm fine. I'm in control of it. And I yeah. don't think it's an addiction. I don't think it's something that we're all immune from because it's going to happen. I mean, you know, I think everybody's going to get to that point where you're working so hard for something that you're going to do too much. Mm -hmm. I would also like to comment on the fact of those of our friends in warmer climates. I would like to see the statistics of athletes who are more overtrained in warmer climates. Could happen. We are forced off the bike. Um, I, I, well, that being said though, I'd also like to talk to our friends who do hardcore cyclocross seasons this time of year or cross country skiing seasons this time of year where they're shelling themselves year round. Is it, I mean, what, what kind of recovery periods are you putting yourself through? Who's your coach too? Yeah. Well, I, I don't think, um, uh, Kenoki, a friend of ours, Mark Kenoki here in Spokane, He's fine with me mentioning his name on the podcast. He does uh, he does uh, cyclocross in the winter. He does stair climbing stuff, hardcore stair climbing, you know, the skyscraper things. And he races a full season all summer long. Mm -hmm. And he's consistent all year long. I don't disagree. Um, he's, you know, I mean, he is definitely one of the fittest people I know. Yeah. I don't know what his results are, other than they're very cons they're consistently great around the stair climb. I know that he's oh he's a machine years, yeah yeah um, years in a row. Um, but uh, I know I know he's had some pretty good results, but maybe he's doing it right too. Yeah, you know I, I'd be interested to hear if he's overtraining. What's he doing to rest? What's he doing to recover? If anything, like I said, overtraining is going to mean something different to everybody. I yeah. mean, overtraining for you and me is very different than what's overtraining to George Hincappy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, or, you know, any of the, the, the big people I was, I like George Hincapie because I think he's just a meat grinder. I like George. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, those, those types of people. So it just really depends, I think. So, I mean, right. but yeah, tough, tough to say though, when you're there going, yeah, I just need to use just a little less crack. What I need to do is learn how to control my crack. Yeah. And well, I'll just have a little crack and a little, a crack and meth the same thing. No. Okay, I'll just have a little crack on Mondays and Wednesdays, and I'll have meth on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I'll balance it all out with a shitload of pot. <laughs> you know, which people do. Drug advice yeah, I mean, from the professionals, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. So it's it's just, you know, I'm a raging alcoholic. I just need to learn how to learn how to drink. Yeah. No, that's, that I can't be an alcoholic. I only drink beer. How many times have you heard that one, too? <laughs> So I don't know. And I also think a great having a great fitness base, again, getting back to what I need to work on even more hard is is having that base so you can build upon that. A lot of people, I think, are going to shell themselves because they don't bother with that fitness base where they're mm -hmm. just jumping into it and just pounding things. That's the injury part, too. Yeah, so. I agree. Anything else on uh, on on overtraining? On overtraining. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's bad. Undertraining. Don't do it. Um, I, gotta... I do think a hundred percent or most of the um, bad results of the year do come from undertraining. Absolutely, I've found it. I figured it. You you have figured it out. I think so. I do have a couple news issues uh, for things going on. Just because I was looking at this, cycling has already started. Here we are, right here in Snowpocalypse, but it's a snurgency. Things going on. Uh, Santos Tour down under. Uh -huh. Underway. Uh, yeah. Actually, it's over by now. By the time everybody listens to this, Andre Greipel winning everything. Um, but uh, the winner of the bad boy, first win for Green Edge. Simon Garrett's for Green Edge winning uh, Tour Down Under. I'm sure you all know about this. But the big thing I wanted to talk about Green was Edge is that, that new team. Yeah, the, the, the new big, Aussie team. The new big thing. Yeah, new Aussie team. Yeah. And that's where my old rant, which I posted on the Snowpocalypse Day, would have actually applied to all our sure. Aussie friends. But uh, Valverde, Alejandro Valverde, second place. Admitted doper, second place. Um, I've, I've heard yeas and hum, hum, hum about his, his back, his presence back in the peloton. Mm. Um, Do you see some of the new team kits out? No. Do you see the no. Leopard Trek? Not Leopard Trek, uh, Nissan Trek. It was Leopard Trek it last year. Leopard now it's Trek. Nissan Trek. No, I haven't seen that. Case. I Freudian slipped because the jersey is just as effing boring as as last year's. They, you know, they got criticized for that too. Hasn't changed shit. It is so boring. 
Enough with the blue and black and white. I'm tired of it. And I know I'm, you know, I, I said, oh, God. Quick Step Lotto, is, Levi's now in Quick Step Lotto. Oh, okay. So um, what color are their jerseys? Black and white? No, but they're light blue. Oh, nice. So um, thank you, everybody, for keeping it original. I want, I, I don't recall seeing the Garmin Barracuda. It's not Garmin Cervello. Garmin Barracuda kits yet. And I don't know if they're much different. But they always did something cool. So I, I kind of like the cool. Garmin kit. Yeah. I always like them. Yeah. Uh, cyclocross coming down the... Uh, did Lamprey? No, they're still pink and blue, baby. That's, that's quite a kit. It is. Yeah. Hey. Papa, Papa, <laughs> I made a pro team. You're no son of mine. No, but Papa, I'm on Signore Lamprey team. <laughs> Do not Please. Bring, do not bring that kit into my house. Papa, why are you closing the door? You go away. Please, Papa, no. Next, they're going to let uh, your people marry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, cyclocross Nats. I just want to talk about that because... Oh, I, but uh, hey, by the way, we what? are. I'm in favor of gay marriage. I'm I am, too. Before, before we... Piss off somebody. No, if we we're piss just... off somebody who's against gay marriage, awesome. Please don't listen to the show. Yeah. But uh, we uh, we're definitely for gay absolutely. marriage. Absolutely. I mean, ask absolutely. and tell. Yeah, ask and tell because really, I don't care. I mean, I really I don't, don't care either. who you marry. I don't either. If you're yeah. right wing, sorry. Yeah. Um, if, the wrong if, if, show. Screw wing. Whatever. Right or left wing. What if you just against it? I'm kind of yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, Cyclocross Nats are over. Uh, Jeremy Powers won Ryan Trayvon uh, from Bend, Oregon. Way to go. Keeping up the Northwest. Uh, That's for second Northwest. That's like California and Oregon. Yeah, it's pretty damn close. It's pretty damn close. Um, I just want to mention a little bit about the uh, Masters Nats uh, in, term, no, in terms of Cyclocross Nats because Steve Tilford's a friend of mine on uh-huh. Facebook. Uh, won Masters Nats. Guess who Won the world championships Ooh. in Masters. Ooh. Okay, Steve Tilford won it again. Way to go, Steve. Lynn Bissett, name we've heard before. Don Myra, name we've heard before. You are never going to guess who won the 55 to 59-year-old category at the Masters World Cyclocross Championships. Don't know. Think, uh, think Xterra. Oh, Ned Overend? Ned freaking Overend. That guy's a beast. That guy's a monster. That guy is a beast. Yeah. So I just, I mean, I don't know why. I, usually we don't do news. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about that. I want to talk about the Ned, pro jerseys. Ned over like, and winning I, a world championship at, the, at 55, I, 59. He's yeah. over 55. Yeah. Oh, she's probably closer to 59 than he is 55. But just, yeah. Well, well done, Ned. Yeah, Shout that's out. Love to have awesome. you on. Um, we want to talk about some of our upcoming races that we're starting to get to. I'm doing a uh, cross-country race for some kids here in a couple weeks to announce, standing in the snow with really bad boots, and my feet should be numb about 15 minutes into it. Hmm. Um, but uh, nice. how's uh, Founders Day coming there, Mark? Um, I still have to go and make sure we're doing it. Okay. But uh, we will be marketing it, and here we go. Okay, that should Third be cool. Third weekend in June. A lot of stuff, a lot of big surprises coming down the, the pike in terms of that kind of stuff, and we're going to get people excited, especially in our local community. And for our friends everywhere else, might be some kind of fun stuff for you to you know, come see the Northwest. Yep. Ready for the rant? Ready. All right. I, I struggled uh, in regards to the rant this time, and I, I thought about a lot of the things that, you know, maybe we've been too hard on others in this show. And uh, maybe it's time to point that arrow back at us. And as this was the training episode, and I have freely, openly admitted my lack of motivation, this is an open letter to Patrick Bulger. Dear Pat. It starts, Dear Pat. I I wish I had background music. Maybe I'll do that in post. No, I won't. I don't edit our shows. Dear Pat, it has come to my recent attention that for some reason... You have yet to be fully committed to a training regimen. Perhaps it is due to your work schedule. (laughs) Don't laugh at me. Um, Or work schedule over the spring and summer. Perhaps it is due to your family commitments. Perhaps you are suffering from some form of blood virus similar to the one that knocked you on your ass back in the 80s. But we won't talk about that. Perhaps, as I fear... You are just simply in a lazy phase. 
Regardless of the reason, your 2012 season is headed to the realm of effectiveness equal to the calming nature that heavy artillery and methamphetamine have on the charming backwoods folks of North Idaho. Something needs to be done. I understand that your reading efforts will be limited. Your appearances on start lines without a microphone handy are likely to be few and far between, but that is is why, uh, no, I said reading, I meant to say racing. God, I just f this whole thing up. You know, I should just throw it away. I understand this is what happens when you type on an iPad. I understand that your racing efforts will be limited. Your appearances on start lines without a microphone in hand are likely to be few and far between. But is that why you, or we in this case, do it? Doesn't everything just seem to, quote, work, unquote, when you are active, sleep is better, mood is better, hell, clothes even fit better. Besides, how are people going to take you seriously as a commentator, let alone a person who can relate to your efforts when you haven't been dropped, you haven't yet dropped those eggnog and, quote, personal time break, unquote, beers that got you through the holidays, pounds? Think about the time on the bike. No, I'm not talking about the indoor sessions because they suck. They don't count, although they are a necessary evil. Those times count that are ones on the bike with or without friends are some of the best personal rewards and time for reflection. You can remember, admit it, Tubbo. I know what I'm talking about. I am you after all, I'm not talking about world champion here. I'm not even talking about beating some personal best from high school. I'm just saying that organizing your time to allow for one to two hours of your own personal health would benefit more than just you. God knows the wife would likely enjoy a better you, even though she's probably too nice to admit it. You stated that you don't need a coach. I'm pausing for effect. Lots of people have heard you. Heck, you're such a hypocrite, you even made a junior training program that you give out for free and can't even practice what you preach. So here's the deal. Five days a week, do something. I don't care what. Just do something for long enough periods to actually gain fitness, self-pride, and peace of mind. If not, I'm going all Edward Norton in Fight Club on your ass. Sincerely yours, Tyler Durden. Nicely done. (laughs) I'm Mark Hudson. I'm Pat Bulger. We will catch you uh, very soon. Stay tuned to the Pack Filler Podcast. Hopefully the weather will keep us going. Bye, gang. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.